0: Merry Christmas, you filthy animal!
1: All right, we're back, everybody, and it is fucking. It's still Christmas.
2: Shit, I was playing with that staple again, and now
1: it's gone. And the book. just And fell now down. the book's gone. God damn it! Anyways, it's still Christmas. This I whole thing's falling
2: apart already. It's we okay. we just started, and it's already
1: so. Last loss. time we recorded, I I played a nice end sync song. Oh, God. because I because I thought it would be funny. I forgot about. That. But then now I found a song that's actually funny by a band called Nerf Herder, and this is one of my. I don't really like Christmas, which is why Die Hard was the Christmas movie we decided to do last time. <laughs> Before we really get going, here we go. We're going to set the tone here. All right. Do some tone setting. This will set the tone for the entire show if people listen to this one first.
2: Well, let's set the tone to Loke.
1: Mend up your stocking hole, cause this lump ain't made of coal. I got a <laughs> <butter> for
0: Christmas, <laughs> cranberry sauce, green
2: this is this song is literally the story of my life.
1: And it's only one minute and forty-seven seconds, so I'm just gonna play the whole thing.
2: <laughs> Safe bet, I'm getting the same thing this year.
1: You have somebody to take care of it though, yeah. For a yes, Merry Christmas. Woo. Oh, also, I'm a winner. That's not very inclusive. I apologize.
2: You, can, well, you could say Merry Christmas, you can also say Happy Hanukkah and 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 and, and Kwanzaa, whatever the fuck you say for Kwanzaa. I don't know what you say for Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa and Happy Nothing to people who don't celebrate anything, you know, like, like Happy Day to the people who don't celebrate anything. All right. Yeah. Now that's a, that's a holiday spirit. I can get behind.
1: Get behind. (laughs) (laughs) We're almost. Did Beavis and Butthead
2: Butthead write this? Yeah. Like, like this, this is tailor made for them. Well that is my f- new favorite Christmas song. And there we Thank go you for everybody. That one.
1: Welcome to Shark's Cross Hollywood after that nonsense. Why the fuck not, right? <laughs> I got a boner for Christmas. They do have they do have other Christmas songs but I've never heard them so I didn't care. Do they
2: have a whole album like Twisted Sister? I
1: don't think that Twisted Sister has a fucking Christmas album. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> and it's just as awful as it sounds in the best way possible. I fucking love Twisted Sister.
1: That sounds fucking terrible. And I'm kind of interested. It's wonderful. Actually.
2: It's wonderfully bad. It's a lot of Christmas classics <laughs> rendered by Twisted Sister. So you know who I boom. discovered
1: that I actually like? The Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> That shit's way too cool. <laughs> I fucking, I love it. It's awesome.
2: All I think of when I think of the Trans-Siberian Orchestra is those two giant, or maybe it's just one, I I feel like it's twins or something like that. These two giant dudes with like bright white ponytails. <laughs> sigfried and roy <laughs> i mean basically like on guitar on like steve Vai guitars the you know?
1: sigfried and roy of heavy metal they are yeah
2: yeah it's pretty it's it's pretty spectacular
1: there's no fucking white tigers though well just black dragons i don't know i don't, know what that I, don't I
2: don't know i feel like white tigers is exactly what i think of when i think of the trans-siberian orchestra
1: kind of you know I, i'm like i i just want to i should just youtube some of it just so i can watch
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do YouTube it. I, I'm sure you'll see those those guys with the with the with the white hair and the Steve Vai shredders. I'm into the, it. Ibanez, of course, of course. They've got to be Ibanez. If they're if they're if they're not Ibanez, they're Jacksons.
1: Fucking Ibanez is the most metal guitar. That's not even true. You have BC Rich, which just looks like you could fucking murder somebody <laughs> with it.
2: BC Rich guitars look like yeah, they look like weapons. They're and actually, there is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> there
1: is a zombie movie called Dance of the Dead where there's a punk band and they use BC Rich guitars in the whole. Reason that the filmmaker picked those guitars was so they could stab zombies with them. <laughs> was that
2: the uh, Was that the Masters of Horror one uh, with Robert England? And
1: Robert England was not in that one. But yeah, it was. Oh, because
2: well, because uh, uh, George Romero. I th- I'm pretty sure it was George Romero. Did. A Masters of Horror episode called "Dance of the Dead." Oh and no! It's no. based okay. on—I believe it's based on a Robert Heinlein or no, excuse me, Richard Matheson story of the same name, and and I'm pretty sure it has all the same events happen in it too. But it's uh, it's it's about a it's about a like this place where teenagers go and and they can watch these nasty ass experiments <laughs> done on zombies to like rock and roll.
1: That sounds fucking awesome. That is not at all what this movie is. It's uh, it's essentially and Robert a- England is the announcer. Oh, Okay, yeah, Robert England is nowhere to be fucking found. It it was released by it was Ghost House, so Sam Raimi had something to do with it. Oh,
2: okay. My understanding is a lot of those movies were, were pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot. Actually.
2: I, I I think I've only seen one or two of them, but in my memory, they they had a reputation for not being great, <laughs> but being fun. Fun. In yeah. it, very much in the Sam Raimi Rob Taper tradition.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it's like zombie prom, and it's ridiculous and stupid. And we should probably do an episode on that at one point because i'm for it because i haven't seen that movie in a long time and we'll really do it, like it we'll do it around
2: prom next year <laughs>
1: fuck yeah fuck because you know i went to prom a bunch yeah sure i didn't go to prom ever
2: I, I never went to prom either what's a prom i was homeschooled in high school
1: oh well that would well your prom would have been awkward <laughs> <laughs> did you have a sister
2: <laughs> I, I did who was like nine years younger than me so she was like nine so we're getting when I was double senior. creepy
1: now jesus <laughs> anyways guys zombies Okay, actually, zombies almost have a little bit to do with what we're talking about today. How? I'll get there. I always do. Come on, <laughs> I always get there eventually. It might take me an hour, but I get there.
2: All right. Well, I better hear how fucking zombies have to do with the Christmas classic.
1: <laughs> so we're doing Bob
2: a... Clark's Christmas magical yeah. Christmas classic.
1: A Christmas story.
2: Oh, I. Damn. I I watched Black Christmas. Sorry.
1: Oh fuck. You know. Okay. The, that that kidding. I'm that's kidding. That's how it's. That's how it's sort of relevant because I'm looking at Bob Clark's fucking IMDB page <laughs> and this guy has made a couple, a couple beloved classics that might not be very good, but they're still Christmas story would be considered one of those. Yeah. I, I'm sure a critic's going to watch and be like, this is a piece of shit, but all everybody who likes it is going to be like, no, it's, it's great. And I'll tell you why. I think it's, but, I think
2: it's the best. I think it's the most accurate. Um, this and stand by me are like the most accurate movies about childhood.
1: Yes. And we will get to that too, because that's something at that least
2: of, my, at least the most accurate that I saw when I was a child.
1: Oh yeah no and that, that's definitely a thing but the zombies the zombies come in okay so he directed a bunch of horror movies and exploitation films before yes. he did a Christmas
2: story so yes Bob Clark did some great horror movies
1: so 1967 he made She-Man a story of fixation <laughs> <laughs> what
2: okay alright I'm immediately on board
1: and the, <laughs> the the synopsis on IMDB is a soldier is forced to take estrogen and wear lingerie when he's blackmailed by a violent transvagant and that, that's all that's all there is now there's a the only the only images i'm sorry
2: i'm sorry i know that that's terrible for like trans people like that must feel awful but at the same time that is fucking hilarious
1: we could chalk that one up to it being in the 60s and you know yeah but it does not age well i can yeah but so it was released on a vhs i guess and the only images aren't actually images from the movie, it's just a poster of a double feature from released by a company called Something Weird Video. Oh yeah,
2: good old something weird.
1: Okay, I'm glad you've heard of them. Of course you have.
2: Yeah, <laughs> man. Like like if you want if you want a, a vintage sixties porno, they're the go-to guys. Softcore. Softcore. Okay. Less good to know. Oh no, it's very sexy. <laughs> very sexy. I love this stuff.
1: So it says this is a gender bender double feature. <laughs> So it has She-Man, and the, the tagline is, is he or isn't he? <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh, fuck. God. This is a DVD cover. I didn't even... Wow. Okay.
2: What's the, What's it What's it coupled with, Glenn or Glenda?
1: <laughs> it should have been. Uh, Sins of Rachel.
2: Sins of... Ooh, that sounds like a good one.
1: Yeah, look at this fucking... Look at this art.
2: She-Man plus Sins of Rachel. That is... Oh. <laughs> That is that is sex on wheels, is what that is. Literally, there's a motorcycle on the cover.
1: It's beautiful. Now the zombies come in right now, so I didn't make you wait that long. Okay. There is a PG rated horror movie because it was 1972 and right. PG thirteen didn't It was exist either yet. PG or R. It's called Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things, and it sounds fucking awesome.
2: That was a remake? <laughs> I know they remade what? it. They did a remake of that yeah, called they? Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things. I I'm fucking, pretty sure. I love the title. No, it's a fantastic it, it,
1: yeah. title. But yeah, it's just a, it's about six friends in a theatrical troupe dig up a corpse on an abandoned island to use in a mock satanic ritual. It backfires with deadly consequences. And I need Sounds to see Sounds awesome. This. I need to see this fucking movie.
2: I mean, the fact that Bob Clark directed it alone makes me want to see it. But that synopsis is fantastic.
1: And uh, Dead of Night, another. He liked horror movies. Holy fuck. It's so weird, like watching Christmas Story and not having seen any of those horror movies. <laughs> well,
2: did you ever hear did you ever hear the interview with him about black christmas no, uh, no. well because i own i own the black christmas remake on hd dvd because i was uh good old clearly clearly picking <laughs> the right path in the format wars
1: hey I, I worked at hastings when that was going on and everybody <laughs> argued about it i'm like shut the fuck up i don't care <laughs> I st- i'm still using dvds guys
2: yeah so i i bought black christmas on hd dvd because at the time i was just buying anything that was on hd dvd like because they came <laughs> out with so little you know so like i would just buy anything. And uh, when Black Christmas came out, I picked that up and there's an interview with Bob Clark where he talks about why he made the original Black Christmas along with the other horror movies he made, he said, uh, for low budget filmmaking in the late sixties, you basically, your options were either make porn or make horror. And he was like, well, I didn't want to make porn. So I decided to make horror <laughs> because the idea is once you make porn, that's it. You're in porn for life. But if you make horror, you could move into other things. And so he decided to go with horror and, uh, and sure enough, it paid off for him. He was able to move into other things and he was able to make a beloved Christmas classic that didn't involve, uh, rapping people's head is in plastic
1: he was busy for a while he did dead of night then black christmas in 1974 and then a couple an action movie and then murder by decree which is a fucking sherlock Holmes movie really yeah which is weird i have never heard of that one and then he did two porkies movies he did porkies and porkies 2 bob clark did those yeah i did not know that which it like the (laughs) the list just keeps getting worse i'm like give us kim (laughs) cattrall man well, okay. I did watch Porky's. Now it's one of those movies where I'm just like, fuck me, dude. Like I cannot, I can't watch this in good conscience. I can't really, I don't like that. Oh you know, no, that. it's,
2: it's, it, it's aged absolutely abysmally yes. um, as most sex comedies have, especially from the seventies and eighties, but I will always love it for giving us Kim Cattrall. She was my hardcore crush in the 1980s, man. I, I had a huge crush on her. She's still hot. Not from Porky's well i mean for her age she's incredibly hot but uh not from porky's my crush was from um the double feature of mannequin and big trouble in little china
1: okay there that's the one yeah
2: i mean she was oh god she was so fucking hot in big trouble in little china
1: fucking mannequin i had a hard time believing for years that that movie actually existed (laughs)
2: <laughs> really it like, is it is stupid yeah. as hell I, mean, I remember I mean, seeing it, really, it on TV
1: I don't remember anything about it really <laughs> but I remember seeing it on TV and then it just never hearing about it again and then I'm like, oh like 20 years later, oh hey, mannequin is a thing
2: I actually I recent feel. I recently <laughs> was was uh, I got a a writing prompt from a girl on the internet that's not a sexual thing that, that I literally yes, I, it is. I, I asked her if she wanted to give me a writing prompt no euphemism and she was like, yeah so she gave me this prompt. And mannequin was one of the words she gave me in the writing prompt, so I ended up writing a sort of fucked up serial killer version (laughs) of of mannequin, where this mannequin comes to life and this guy's obsessed with it, and then when it turns out that she isn't everything he always expected her to be, he murders her in a fit of jealous rage.
1: Okay, so after Porky's Two, he went he did Christmas Story, and they both came out in 1983. But this is the most interesting good, one. Good me.
2: year for old Bob Clark, huh?
1: Yeah, right. This is the most interesting one to me. He directed Rhinestone.
2: With Dolly Parton and,
1: uh, and Sly yeah. Stallone? Now, it's it's a movie I've never seen, but I saw a clip from it once because I didn't know what it was. Like, I'd heard of it, but uh-huh. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know Stallone was in it. And I saw Stallone fucking wearing a sequin shirt and playing country music. <laughs> and I'm like, holy fuck, why am I not watching that right now? So, like... That that is higher on my list, my 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 to watch list than Stallone's porno. <laughs> Just because I need to see him. Like I know he can kind of sing. I've I've heard him sing in the Rocky movies. He's okay. He has a
2: he has really he okay, sings yeah. in one of the Rocky
1: movies. In Rocky three, he sings that song that the that the bums are singing around the garbage can. Oh yeah,
2: yeah I didn't.
1: But you haven't again. Seen Rocky haven't 3. seen any of the sequels, so oh, I when I, after I got that fucking Rocky set home, you know which ones I watched. I watched Rocky four first, and then I watched Rocky three, and I haven't touched any of the other ones yet because <laughs> those are the two most easily digestible. They're essentially just action movies.
2: Those are the mo- those are the ones that that you can throw away. Watch is what you're trying to say. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's why. That's why. That's why I watch Robot Chicken on a loop and <laughs> at home. I <laughs> yeah. I just constantly have it on in the background because I don't really have to pay attention to it. But when I do, it's it's always enjoyable.
1: So this guy also, where it keeps getting worse for Bob Clark. Uh oh. So he directed. There was a TV show. You know that uh, novel, the children's books, the Super Fudge series by Judy Blume, I believe. I've heard of it. Well, there was a TV show, a Saturday morning cartoon show, and he directed an episode of that in '95. I don't know which one because I haven't seen that. Wait, f- wait a minute. Show. So
2: like he he directs a Christmas story and then nothing until 1995? <laughs>
1: no, there's, there's some stuff that I've well, he, okay, Rhinestone, blah, Turk at 182.
2: Oh, that's that's the uh, that's the Stallone movie I was telling you about oh, the story with Joel Esterhaus, Remember?
1: No, I don't. But now, okay.
2: Oh, we. I didn't. I. I could have swore I told you that on one of our podcasts from like fucking months ago. Oh, fuck. No, I'm thinking of Fist. That's right. Y- okay. You, Turk 182 is with Timothy Hutton. Fuck. I always get those two confused.
1: You get Stallone and Timothy Hutton confused. I get
2: Fist and <laughs> Turk 182. <laughs> okay. I watch okay. a lot of Turkish fisting videos. Okay. Who doesn't? Am I right?
1: It's no reason to get him confused. Show some fucking respect. <laughs> he did loose cannons with Dan Aykroyd. My and bad. Whoever that fucking OG. It's Hackman. Gene
2: Hackman, dude. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't know he directed any of these movies, by the way.
1: I know, right? It's fucking weird. Uh, The American Clock, which is a TV movie from nineteen ninety three. Never heard of f- that one. Yeah, I've never heard of it. It runs in the family ninety four.
2: That's the sequel to uh, a Christmas Story. Stars oh! stars Charles Grodin in Darren McGavin's role, and I can't remember who the kid was, but yeah, it's the sequel to it's the sequel to a Christmas Story. It's Kieran Culkin. Oh, is it Kieran Culkin? <laughs> Fuck,
1: is that the one with the with the tops, the top contest like that thing?
2: <laughs> Fuck, I maybe. I, I saw it once. The only reason I made the connection was because uh, the same guy does the voiceover, which, for all I know, is Bob Clark, but it's probably Gene Shepard. It's Gene I don't know. Shepherd. Anyway, same guy does the voiceover, and uh, the Bumpus' dogs come into play.
1: Okay, because I have seen it. It was on the Disney Channel, but it was
2: and as much as and I love Charles Grodin. I really do love <laughs> Charles Grodin a lot. But Darren McGavin, especially in this role, is like one of my favorite things ever. Like I, I was, I was watching it, and I was telling my kids. I watched it with my kids earlier today and I was, I was telling him, you know, when I was a kid, I totally identified with Ralphie and he was my favorite character in the movie. As I get older, the old man is absolutely my favorite character.
1: Every time I've watched it for the past like five years, I'm like, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love the scene when he's changing the, when he's changing the tire and Ralphie says, fuck,
1: he says fudge, damn it no no oh, he says he f says the big one f the dash f dash dash dash,
2: dash, dash. <laughs> but the scene when when he tells him to go to the car and there's this subtle look he gives where you can tell he's kind of laughing to himself about it but he's got to play dad at that he's got to be the dad at that point but he still thinks it's funny that ralphie said fuck <laughs> i need to i need to <laughs> look at that again it's really <laughs> subtle his fa- his facial work is really subtle but it's just it's just fantastic
1: tv movies for the next like three four years and then and then and then and then the 1999 cinematic classic baby geniuses wow
2: how the mighty have fallen holy <laughs> fuck and then another that's one of amazon no excuse me <laughs> baby geniuses 2 is among amazon's uh uh worst list worst rated movies or no, excuse me imdb's worst rated movies of all time
1: oh hey guess what would you believe that he directed uh baby geniuses 2 also wow (laughs) god
2: i can't believe i can't believe it i can't believe he's responsible for one of the worst rated movies of all time
1: his last movie that shit's
2: rated worse than that that shit's rated below santa claus the the mexican santa claus movie that's rated below the room that's rated below troll 2 it's rated below i mean it's rated it's rated the last time i remember checking it is rated the worst movie on imdb now, it, now you know of course it's always changing but but it's consistently been in like the bottom five of all time
1: his last movie came out in 2005 and it was the karate dog another tv movie wow the only and the only time the only reason i know that it existed was because i met i walked by it in hastings a couple times wow yeah
2: that's genuinely disappointing and then
1: he died in 2007
2: oh man talk about going off going out on
1: the bottom I'm sorry, Bob Clark. If you're in heaven, which you're probably not, because he made all those shitty movies. He's responsible for for <laughs> movies I love so much that you can you could hear better in hell. Anyways, it's fine. I didn't say that. Yes, I did. We're closer. We're closer to hell down here than we are upstairs. So
2: that all depends on your perspective, I suppose. I tend to think of hell <laughs> more in the uh,
1: uh, no exit. Well, you sense. are. On that side of the room. (laughs) I'm on the side with the door. (laughs) Well, there you go. Okay. All right. That's fair. Did you learn nothing from the psychology classes that you never took?
2: I've been taking a lot of psychology classes on YouTube lately, (laughs) hence the no exit reference.
1: Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Because my mom told me, she's like, yeah, I always make sure that I'm fucking, I can get to the door. I'm like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. (laughs) You never know when one of these motherfuckers is going to snap. Wait, what does your mom do? She is a therapist.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. Oh, fuck, man. I You know, I made a bunch of notes about this movie, and then I forgot to bring them.
1: I have notes, too, but I'm having a lot of fun just kind of making fun of people for all the shitty movies that they've been in. <laughs>
2: yeah, because that's that that's making the world a better place.
0: Let's,
1: uh, let's, let's do that. I'm going to move on to Peter Billingsley, little little Ralphie. Aww. Oh, fuck you.
2: Poor Pete Billingsley.
1: He's fucking fine. I promise. <laughs> have you seen him? Have you seen his most recent picture on IMDb? No. He is fucking beautiful. All right. <laughs> He's doing all right.
2: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kudos to Pete for keeping it tight.
1: Also, he has directed a couple movies. Let's make fun of him now. Oh, boy. (laughs) You're going to like this. Uh, so, as a director, he's only, he's only, what, he has four film, four credits, so, it's whatever, but he directed Couples Retreat, and I fucking hated that movie so much. It was such a piece of shit, and uh,
2: <laughs> I, I I skipped that one entirely. It's The
1: one with Vince Vaughn and Jim Fav- John Favreau and fucking a bunch of other people that I don't care about. Because yeah, I that movie. yeah
2: I skipped that one
1: entirely. But he directed that, and I saw that he directed it, and I'm like, fuck that kid. <laughs> what
0: happened?
2: <laughs> Thanks, Ralphie.
1: I know. Then he di- he in 2016 he directed a movie called Term Life with Haley Steinfeld. Who is in that new Transformers movie and she's really cute, so it's Wait a minute. Like,
2: I may have I may have I may have watched that one. What what's that about? Or maybe i maybe I put it on a queue somewhere to watch. I'll just read it. I'll just fucking yeah, read just it. Just give me the synopsis. A Go guy on.
1: wanted around town by various hitmen hopes to stay alive long enough for his life insurance policy to kick in and pay out for his estranged daughter.
2: Yeah, I definitely have that on a queue somewhere. I don't know which. It might be on my defunct Netflix queue or something. Oh, and
1: like it's Vince thing. Vaughn and Bill Paxton, too.
2: Oh I miss you, Bill.
1: And John Favreau was I the like Vince season. I
2: like Vince Vaughn too for the record I I do like Vince I don't care for John Favreau uh, Al- although you yeah. know I mean he did do um he did do the original Iron Man right
0: Yes so, you
2: know, kudos to him for that. And
1: he did Iron Man 2, too, though, so.
2: Yeah, so fuck him. <laughs> so those two cancel each other out.
1: Then Shane, they're like, all right, fuck you, John. We're going to bring in fucking Shane Black for the third one.
2: Good choice. I, I yes. really enjoyed the third one.
1: The third one's definitely better than the second one. I can, yeah. Oh, I can, oh, at the oh, very oh, by least, a
2: huge, yeah. by a huge margin. I don't, I, uh, personally, I like the third one better than the first one, but that's just because I think I've probably watched the first one too many times at this point. That does happen. I'm watching it a lot.
1: So this little motherfucker, yeah. I'm going there right now. As far as movies that I've, I have saw him in growing up, uh-huh. besides A Christmas Story. I only saw him in A Christmas Story. I saw him in another movie, but I didn't realize it until much later which was The Dirt Bike Kid?
2: Oh fuck me, that's right. He was <laughs> in the Dirt Bike Kid. I watched that when I was a kid too. I was I was excited about that because that, you know, that was like that I think he did made that the following year. It would have been 84, 85.
1: Yep, came out in 85.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, so he he would have made that right right on the tails of the success of A Christmas Story. He, and I, I I really liked that movie when I saw it. I don't remember it at all. I just remember really uh, enjoying it. You cause. won't like it now. Yeah, probably not.
1: No, it's just like Herbie the Love Bug with a little kid and a fucking motorcycle.
2: <laughs> well, at the same time, I was six, you know. Like it, it was it it was a video. I remember, I I my stepdad or my mom one one or both of them would take me down to Star Video, the local video <laughs> store, and they would let me rent anything that was uh, anything that was G rated and and some things that were PG rated.
1: Ooh getting racy there Uh,
2: but i had to get permission for pg but they let me rent the dirt bike kid and i was so excited i used to because it had because it it, had ralphie in it
1: all the fucking time i used to watch that shit
2: also it had dirt bikes in it which was fucking awesome when i was six years old
1: we had a tape that had i think the go bots movie oh yeah the dirt bike kid and rad
2: oh my god coolest tape ever
1: (laughs) yeah I, i don't know what the fuck ever happened to that thing <laughs> but dirt bike kid doesn't exist anymore. We can't get it on DVD. Can't you can get, get it. it
2: on laser disc. I bet you fucking can. It's expensive though. I try, yeah. I tried It's it's, it doesn't go cheap,
1: but it's okay. I don't really want to watch it ever again.
2: I do. I, I, well, like I, I, I want to see, I want, I, does. I, you know, but, I, yeah. I'm one of those fools who, who tempts nostalgia.
1: Be careful about with that shit, you know?
2: Yeah, it's yeah. It's bit me in the ass more than once, but it's paid off a few times too.
1: All right, and Peter Billingsley is also an Iron Man, by the way. Really? Yes. Uh do you know one of the scientists that Jeff Daniels argues with about making the fucking arc reactor?
2: Jeff Daniels isn't in Did
1: Iron I say Man? Jeff Daniels? Yeah. Which which w- which one of my Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Thank you.
2: I can't believe I'm correcting you on a name. That's that you should be embarrassed right now. I am. Okay, that's Jeff, important. Jeff
1: Daniels is the one in Dumb and Dumber. One of those scientists, the bald one. Really? Yeah.
2: I did not recognize him.
1: And he shows up in an Elf and he's just all fucking over the place. I he's remember guy, him in yeah.
2: Elf distinctly. I mean, because it's like, you know, it, it, it's like a Christmas cameo, you know. It'd be like if they, it'd be like if they got Jimmy Stewart to play James Con's role or something like that. Or, <laughs> or maybe the bo- maybe James Kahn's boss.
1: Have you ever seen Christmas Story 2 or even knew it existed? No. Seriously? I don't think I want it. You don't because it came out and i'm like okay well i'm not watching this but i'm kind of curious and then the nostalgia critic thankfully fucking did a video on it And i'm like okay now i know i don't need to watch this daniel stern plays the dad i don't know who the fucking narrator is but he's doing a really weird gene shepherd you know i got
2: i gotta (laughs) say i i feel bad for daniel stern i i because i think daniel stern is a good actor and he kind of got derailed by comedies which is which is sort of a shame he Um, also
1: did chud don't forget that
2: i fucking love chud (laughs) I love Chud, and yes, Daniel Stern is in it. And guess what? He's actually pretty damn good. I mean, he's better than that movie deserves. I will say that for oh yeah, the, <laughs> for the quality of acting that goes on in the rest of the movie, Daniel Stern is fucking killing it. He's one of those guys who, yeah, I kind of feel like he got typecast after Home Alone.
1: Yeah, he was in Home Alone too, of course. The Well, that, bush, That's, that's and not shit like what that. I mean.
2: Yeah, that's more what I mean. <laughs> I know. Like he, I know what you meant. He got, he got, he got stuck in slapstick which uh, Slapstick is a very, it's seldom done well. There are a few movies where Slapstick is done well, and uh, he he he's not in most of them.
1: Slapsticky humor is only okay sometimes. I don't know. In
2: the original Home Alone, it was all right.
1: That, that worked, and then I did watch Home Alone 2, and a lot of people said it sucked, and I'm like, no, it doesn't. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of the same movie, only just not as good. Yeah. But it's not as bad as Home Alone 3, so that's Okay. No well, that's okay. that's
2: not saying much. John Hughes
1: still wrote that one though.
2: John Hughes and I don't know there are some filmmakers who I feel like they, you know, they kind of start reading their own press a little too much. <laughs> Maybe they need to get hungry again,
1: you know. He can't get hungry, he's dead.
2: Well, I know what you mean, but like there was a point <laughs> where he, he 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 was a little he was a little too accepted.
1: Oh, they made two more Home Alone sequels after that.
2: Yeah, I <laughs> Yeah, I know. I don't know why. Not as far as I'm concerned.
1: But yeah, I fucking Anyway, should we actually talk about like a Christmas story? Why the fuck Maybe. would
2: we want to do that?
1: <laughs> so you had notes. I did. What,
2: what? I ha- I had notes. <laughs> do you uh, remember
1: anything? What do you want to start with?
2: I I just, I, I remember that um, I, I laughed uncontrollably when he referred to his, to what was going on in town as a, an annual bacchanalia of <laughs> peace on earth and goodwill towards men. <laughs> that just fucking cracked me up this time i just started (laughs) i started hysterically laughing it's the juxtaposition of those two ideas a bacchanalia which i mean i i I haven't googled this to to make sure i've got the definition right but my understanding is it's basically like a, a reference to like an orgy or something like that you know like like just a avarice fueled orgy of of satiation of carnal appetites yep. but but then he refers to it as a bacchanalia of peace on earth and goodwill
1: towards man characterized by or given to drunken revelry
2: there you go there you Ru- go.
1: riotously drunken there you go. <laughs> the the example is a bacchanalian orgy Okay. There
2: you go. Okay, there you so so extraordinarily drunken, I guess. I, well, all right. I guess that's maybe not quite as funny as, as I was thinking, but uh, But I see I see where you were going. Suffice with it. to say, it so, tick, it tickle it tickled my literary funny bone. Fucking nerd. And uh, and and I, I felt the, I felt the need to comment on it. That's a really big word. What literary funny bone? Yeah or bacchanalia.
1: Both of those things. <laughs> I even have a book right next to me. By the way, that is boring as balls which made me really sad. No kidding. Yeah. It's really short and I read it last year and I'm like, oh, this will, this will go quick, it's fine. <sighs> <laughs> and it, it's probably it's probably it, it, I I, it,
2: yeah. I wish our listeners could see just the hope <laughs> fleeing your eyes well, as you, yeah. as you recount your reading of this story.
1: I was really excited. I didn't know anything about the book, but I found it at Goodwill and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm going to take this home and fucking read it and I thought it cuz I thought it was like just a story about like I thought it was the fucking movie. But no it's just a bunch of random crap happening like a bunch of different separate stories and that just collects because that's a Christmas story it's not the not the actual book that they took the took all the stories from but it like, just
2: collects the stories from a Christmas story
1: yeah. thank you I needed that I needed help
2: all right you want to talk or we're talking about the movie like like as if we have direction in this podcast I'll tell you yeah, one, no one, <laughs> one of my notes one of my notes was I haven't watched any making of specials or anything like that regarding a Christmas story I obviously I've watched other you know i was just talking about that bob clark one from black christmas but i'm pretty sure and i've had this thought before but this is the first time i've watched it and been doing a podcast about it that the uh, the c plus scene was suppo- was initially came after the uh, uh, the Santa scene because his mom's dressed up like one of Santa's elves and his teacher is dressed up like the Wicked Witch from the parade. And, the you know, she came up to him and was like tickling his chin in line like some kind of creepy uh, witch. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that got switched around in the editing process.
1: No, you know what? Now, now that you think of it, even though she uh, his mom's more like a court jester with all the with all the different things hanging off of her head. Yeah. And the elves only had the one. But the witch thing. Yeah.
2: No, I'm pretty sure she only has did, the did one a bunch. I'm pretty sure she only has the one.
1: Fuck! I just fucking watched it.
2: I did too, but I I, I know I wasn't paying close attention during that <laughs> scene because dinner was ready and I was serving dinner to my kids.
1: Maybe you're right though.
2: But I'm pretty I'm pretty sure she's she's wearing the exact same thing as those elves.
1: Well, I'm just I'm just going to agree with you because I can't get my head around it. But
2: and then the teacher is the <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West. She's obviously the Wicked Witch of the West in that scene.
1: Well, I thought I thought that C plus scene was really funny because when it came up, I'm like that has happened to me. That exact fucking same thing (laughs) happened to me in school.
2: I'll tell you what's happened, what happened to me in school. And this, this is, you know, one of the reasons this is the truest, (laughs) most accurate depiction of childhood. The scene where he's sitting down rereading his theme and it's just the shittiest writing in the world and he's so proud of it. That definitely happened to me in school. I, I came across a box that my mother had saved. This is, this is some years ago. I came across a box my mother had saved that had a bunch of old school papers and stuff in it of, of stories I had written for don't look at that stuff it will make you sad oh my god I it was so depressing and and what's weird is those teachers would tell me you should be a writer when you grow up I'm like what kind of weird extrapolation (laughs) abilities do they have that they could look at that shitty writing and be (laughs) like oh this kid should definitely be a writer when he grows up what were they tapping into That was telling them that I'm a great story. Was I that much better than the other kids in my class? Because that was shit. The stuff I wrote was shit.
1: Well, maybe they saw something in there. Like, hey, he's he's good enough. He can at least learn, maybe. I don't know why we're speculating, like, what, 20 years ago? (laughs) Yeah. Who fucking years. 20,
2: 20 25 G- years closer ago? to 34 years ago. Yeah, dude, I was like 6 or 7. This oh, is, like, okay. fir- this I is thought, like first and second grade I thought it was stuff. like high school. No, this like. is first and second grade. Oh, okay, stuff. okay. No, I'm comparing myself with Ralphie. I'm not uh, I'm not <laughs> talking about high school essays I wrote and shit. Those actually some of those were pretty good for my age.
1: I was still kind of like I was 9 years old when I was in high school, so.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. I was going to mention how it's funny that, how it is funny that Bob Clark directed those horror movies and stuff. I didn't know about all of them, but <laughs> I, of course, I, I'm, I'm well, I'm well familiar with Black Christmas.
1: I still have not seen the original or the remake. Actually. They're
2: both really good. They're both, they're both excellent in their own way because they're, because they're radically different from each other. Black Christmas is actually one of those, um, it's one of those rare cases where I think they did the remake right in that it didn't try to be the original at all. It it went and became very much its own thing. I think it's a a tragically underappreciated horror movie, the the Black Christmas remake. I I think the original gets a lot of the respect it deserves, but yeah. I think the remake doesn't. And actually I am going to suggest <laughs> that we watch the remake at some point, uh, one, one of these years.
1: Nope, it's a nope, I don't have I don't I my brain just kind of Took a shit again. Yay!
2: <laughs> Welcome to middle age.
1: Oh my God, I can't fucking
2: handle it. Speaking of ugly Christmas sweaters, my son uh, this week, he comes, down in, he comes down in his ugly Christmas sweater that his mom actually bought for him for an ugly Christmas sweater thing. And he's like, you know, mom got me this sweater for an ugly Christmas sweater contest or, or something like that. Or maybe it was just an ugly Christmas sweater party. He's like, mom got me this for that, but you know, I actually think it's really cool. <laughs> i was like all right well cool you're gonna be a virgin for a while that's good to know
1: yeah everybody everybody at the at this party had pretty normal-ish sweaters they had like lord of the rings themes and dinosaurs and i'm like (laughs) like rachel's was the rachel's was the best one it was good
2: (laughs) a truly ugly christmas sweater
1: oh yeah and she got me one with cat with dogs and bells on it Nice. And then some other dude was wearing the same fucking thing.
2: Oh, seriously? That
1: goddamn asshole. The exact same The exact Christmas same song.
2: one. Fuck, man. That's a bummer. Felt like you had that shit locked down, huh?
1: Yeah, fuck. There were, there were a lot of sweater twins there last night. It was weird. So here's a fun fact. Uh, Scott Farkas was in Transformers.
2: Scott Farkas was also in Titus, like the, TV the show. television show based <laughs> on the life of comedian Christopher Titus. He played his brother. Oh, did he really? Yes. Awesome. He also played uh, Rickety Cricket's brother in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: That's a show that I have not watched enough of.
2: Oh, you owe it to yourself.
1: Now, I took a bunch of random fucking notes. There's, there's no through line whatsoever to what the fuck I wrote in this goddamn <laughs> thing. It's just a bunch of random stuff like the Ovaltine thing with the little orphan Annie pin in the. He, it just kind of happens in the movie. Well, he sets it up, <laughs> but in the in the book, it's actually he. There's a story about how he gets it. Oh yeah, I same imagine. same fucking same climax because it was just a big <laughs> disappointment.
2: You know, I gotta say about that scene, Peter Billingsley's acting when he realizes what it is is pretty priceless. I mean. Yeah, like for a kid, he he was a damn good actor for a little kid. Yeah, he didn't he I, didn't I, suck. I gotta he's, hand it to him. He
1: is not an annoying kid actor, even if he's not like the like you can look at him and be like, well, you're not like an actor, quote unquote. You're just a fucking kid. But he's not annoying. Like in in the early
2: '80s, in in the early '80s, yeah. there weren't a lot of great kid actors aside from Corey Feldman and Ricky Schroeder. I mean, it was Corey Feldman, obviously, was the greatest.
1: This again,
2: and uh, and Ricky Schroeder had been a great, you know, he, Ricky Schroeder had been a great child actor, and then he was doing Silver Spoon and, you know, kind of uh, growing up a little bit. But, you know, I mean, aside from those two, the great Corey Feldman, who I will love and recommend his autobiography, choreography, available on audible.com. Go to audible.com slash the shark pod. And if there's actually a page there, let us know.
1: Because we have to sue somebody. Because,
2: yeah, yeah, we definitely want to get some money for that because they're not sponsoring us so far. But aside from them, you know, most most child actors during the 80s were kind of shit. And, and he really, uh, he brings some nuance and subtlety to the to the movie and i i gotta hand it to him
1: and he does he does a lot with pretty much facial expressions if you pay pay attention he doesn't have a whole lot of dialogue which
2: yeah is, yeah most of his dialogue is taken care of in voiceover
1: yeah which is which is the way to go
2: which is of course the great gene shepherd
1: who has the perfect fucking voice so i'm like if very did, much so yeah. if you did a christmas story too you should have just left it left it out and just fucking tried something a little different <laughs> instead of having somebody just sounds like he's fucking running out of breath the whole time
2: he even did he even did the um um uh, the Charles Grodin sequel, I can't remember what it was called, but you, you brought it up.
1: Yeah. I, I, I call it the, the, how I spent my summer vacation. Cause that's what it was called when I saw it, but it was not yeah. called that.
2: But it, what was, what was it called? You go back. Oh, to it the runs movie. in the family. Yeah. That one. It runs in the family. Yeah. He, he did that one too.
1: Yeah. That's cool. And I remember, I remember seeing it and I'm like, I didn't know it was the sequel or anything. Like what the fuck is going on? Like, is this? geez, this really sounds like the guy from Christmas Yeah, Story. Like is this, and it's the same character. What? Wait! What? I'm, I'm very confused right now.
2: <laughs> I remember being a kid, and whenever a sequel would come out that had different actors, it would really throw me.
1: Would that not fuck you up? Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, like when,
2: like when they did the Neverending Story too, and they just replaced <laughs> bastion I was like, the fact that he was now 20 years old or whatever didn't even register to me. I was like, how did you not get the original kid? Come on, man.
1: Uh, Speed Two was like that. I my mom brought it home. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. I'm like, wait. So is he? <laughs> is he the same character? <laughs> I re- that, I remember this specifically for some reason because I'm like, wait, is he? the same character <laughs> why why isn't he the same character and she's like no they they broke up in like in between the two movies and I'm like but buddy he, he looks like him why isn't he why isn't he just the same character and that is well still... she because
2: she obviously has a type
1: yeah like why couldn't they just make him the same character
2: because keanu reeves wouldn't sign on
1: why couldn't they just make him because, the same character? Because then They've it would be confusing. Then
2: it would be confusing for the audience.
1: Be confusing for the ten year old <laughs> kids staring at it, going like, "Who's this? Who's this bad guy? Who's this bad guy being all weird? Why is he putting leeches on himself? What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> and then it turns out it's Willem Dafoe, with one of the greatest fucking actors ever. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, so that that that's a story I remember. I remember
2: a story from Speed Two because that's what we're talking about this week. Speed Two <laughs> Cruise Control Classic, where. Where Jeff Daniels was on some late night show and he said, yeah, they, you know, my agent actually called up the producers of Speed 2 and was like, is there some way we could get Jeff back into the role (laughs) and the studio, this, and Jeff Daniels was on the side of the studio in this conversation. (laughs) He was like, but his character died in the other movie. Oh
1: shit. He did.
0: What (laughs) the fuck? Yeah. Well,
2: could we get him in a flashback or something? Well, why? Why? how it's it's not about any characters who know him you have a completely different male lead and sandra bullock never meets him in the original
1: (laughs) what the fuck that doesn't even make sense okay whatever so
2: yeah and he was totally on his or on the studio side he was like i don't know why my agent did that
1: (laughs) that's fucking awesome i like that he's actually like He's a real fucking actor, despite what you see in movies like Dumb and Dumber. And oh, shit. Jeff
2: Daniels is a great actor.
1: And I have seen him in other movies. He
2: Yeah. He just does comedy. He just does comedy so well that he seems he seems like he's a comedy actor, but he's not. He's a he's a fantastic dramatic actor.
1: And that that's another one of those movies when I saw Dumb and Dumber and then I see him in a series movie. I'm like, What the fuck? What is happening? <laughs> because, you know, you're you're a kid, you can't really well, spe- wrap your head. Yeah, around spe- that kind of especially
2: of shit. right after Dumb and Dumber came out and it was the biggest thing on earth yeah. for a little while. And yeah, and then you see <laughs> And then you see him in fucking Gettysburg or something. You're like, what yes, is, lo- that is yes, what is Harry actually, from Dumb and Dumber
1: doing in Gettysburg? Why is he George Washington? What the fuck <laughs> is going on? That's actually the movie that I was going to bring up, but I didn't think you knew about it. So he wasn't.
2: I, George, it's about the fucking Civil War, dude. Is he's not George Washington?
1: Oh, Gettysburg, wrong one. Uh, no, we watched one where he was George, where he was George oh, Washington. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, I haven't, see? Seen, I haven't see? seen that one. I'm a fucking retard, everybody. And well, that's not very PC. I may. Well, I thought you were going to like slap your chest. <laughs>
2: I raised my for the audience who who ob- obviously d- wasn't in on the visual joke. I raised my hand to <laughs> to brush my mustache, which is which is pretty goddamn impressive, by the way.
1: It is. It's almost as good as my beard.
2: <laughs> he does have the better beard. I have to. admit. If
1: we ever do any branding where we actually have to like be the faces, you have to shave your beard off. And you're the, the you're the ju- beard, and I'm the mustache. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Can I do, can,
2: can can I can I do a a, a Sam? Oh. God damn
1: it. Fu Manchu?
2: No. Lemme Sam Elliott. Fuck. Can I do a Sam Elliott? That's exactly what I was thinking anyways. I (laughs) I don't know if I could actually grow a Sam Elliott. I don't think my hairs are that prodigious but I, I i want to so desperately
1: yeah i don't know i could uh, maybe i could maybe swing it
2: you you got a bushier you got a bushier facial hair than i do
1: i brush it every day and i use honest amish beard oil sponsor us please okay Dude, cool I'm I'll, start, I'll start i'll start using awesome.
2: honest amish beard oil if, if they sponsor us
1: i never i never even considered that hey that's there you go some new ideas there you go
2: well we, we should probably put like pictures of bearded people on on the logo then maybe a shark with a beard
1: i was thinking that also take i was good I, I was gonna be all cheesy about it and be like draw a street shark fucking biting the hollywood sign
2: i'd be down for that
1: so okay now we gotta we gotta talk about the real issue with this movie no no
2: before that we gotta roll we gotta roll it back because <laughs> okay, you okay. said what are you gonna do a fu manchu i had a fucking fu manchu <laughs> in high school and it was bad.
0: Ass.
1: I wasn't joking. I was just trying to get your mind working. I so had I had it growing
2: out just the sides, just like just like. <laughs> Just like Mick from Motley Crue. Yeah. Yes. It was pretty sweet looking. And by sweet looking, I mean, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but I, I fucking loved it when I was in high school.
1: See, I didn't have any style when I was in school. <laughs> I was just the fat Dorsky kid who had a mustache because I was too afraid to shave it off.
2: If you can grow a sweet mustache in high school, that's
1: pretty cool. But then my dad's like, you go to shave your beard. I'm like, why? Fuck you. But I did anyways. Because, and, then, and then in eighth just gotta grade. you got to get rid of those baby hairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right i've i looked like this forever really in in eighth grade bastard in eighth grade i had a mustache (laughs) i had a mustache in eighth grade and i remember my gym teacher goes it was seventh or eighth grade i can't remember exactly but he's like what's this he points to his points to his face like motioning the mustache thing he's like shave you're just a kid (laughs) (laughs) okay jokes on him i kept it for like three more years sweet fuck that guy and now I just don't want to shave it off cuz I'm lazy and I've I haven't seen my face in years nobody in this fucking house has ever seen my face <laughs> except for my dog and he didn't like it he barked at me a lot that's the
2: one that's the one thing that kind of scares me about the idea of ever shaving is my girl well technically I'm not allowed to call her my girlfriend yet but I'm campaigning for it but she hasn't seen me without she's never seen me without the beard either so there is youtube there is youtube video out there of me without the beard oh shit but I uh, need to find I, that I'm, a, shit. I'm a little, I'm a little and I'm a little afraid of her finding it. So. I,
1: I, give it to me, and I'm gonna post it on the Instagram.
2: Fuck you! <laughs> I ain't giving you shit.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Let's, let's get to the big issue with this movie. It's get, It's gotta be said. Okay. Okay. I'm 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 sorry fucking, for derailing. Everything. Yeah, God damn it! I'm straightening up here. <sighs> that fucking fragile joke is not funny anymore because people think they're really funny when they're like, "Hey, it's this fragile. It's fragile, huh?" And, and when you when you work at a place like i do where a lot of the, fragile a lot of the boxes <laughs> must be italian yeah a, a lot of the boxes say fragile on them because they're all electronics and you're not supposed oh to god throw that them. must
2: get really old in working in that environment yeah
1: yeah we had a guy who got fired for showing up drunk because haha uh, <laughs> yeah that's one way to do it and every. Fucking day, every single goddamn day, he'd be like, "Oh hey, UPS brother, things, Fred Glay, who Fred and I'm like, and he was the most white bread motherfucker. He had white shoes, white t shirts, white well, socks. In fairness,
2: in fairness, old Darren McGavin is pretty white bread.
1: He was not white. Though Darren, yeah, the, the that guy was, but the guy, the guy who got fired was. Not oh, really? Yet.
2: And yet he still, and yet he still was ju- just Very had that well. natural white bread sense of humor. huh?
1: Yeah. He, f- and he thought he was so fucking funny. I wonder if he's still drunk.
2: Okay. Are you saying I can't say that to my kids anymore? What? Fragile. Hmm. No, you're Must not Must be Italian.
1: Nope. <laughs> no fuck you
2: i don't work in a warehouse (laughs) and neither do my kids so i can say it as much as i want god damn it
1: but you know you know a joke i use from the movie all the time i'm like what's a football because everybody fucking talks about football all the time (laughs) i'm like i don't even like football so i'm like a football what's a football wow that is that is a
2: (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the that deep cut that, is. Cuts that everybody's is like what the hell are you talking that about? is a deep cut yeah <laughs> that's what i, I do I, I recognize that the line is in there but only because you said it in the context of us already having a conversation about this movie
1: <laughs> and i know that is what i do everybody else is like oh i'm gonna take this really popular line and i'm gonna use it all the time and i'm like nope this guy ga- this this little side character that shows up for two seconds and maybe says <laughs> a line that has nothing to do with anything that's the line that i'm gonna use <laughs> I,
2: I'm, I'm dying to know what you're borat line was
1: i say high five all the time but it's because i only saw borat once and that's all i can remember (laughs) i say pause not sometimes because i think i'm really funny the same issue with that fragile line is the same issue i had with austin powers when it came out Oh fuck me (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, and I'm like yeah, in that was a grade, big one.
1: I'm like, guys, it's not funny. Shut up. You can-.
2: <laughs> I love that you were a hipster in seventh grade.
1: I I only became a hipster because they forced me into it. <laughs> I was doing it with everybody else until it got super fucking annoying, and then I stopped. Now yeah, I'm there like, does
2: there does come there does come a threshold point.
1: By the way, watching those movies also didn't age well. Holy shit, they're pretty. Oh, the Austin Powers <laughs> movies, no. Yeah, they're still no, funny. not at all. Yeah, they make me laugh, but in an uncomfortable sort of way. Like when you when you grow up and you have a family that's made up entirely of women almost, you're like, "Oh, um maybe maybe some of this is kind of problematic. <laughs> maybe just a little, just a little bit." Yeah, you think? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) So I'm going to jump ahead to the end of the movie here real quick. So remember last week when we...
2: Tarantino. Oh,
1: yeah, I know, right? Remember last week when we were talking about how Die Hard didn't have any racial stereotypes, even though there were many different races involved in the whole thing? Yeah,
2: they kind of stayed away from all the racial stereotypes. So, yeah, I already know what you're going to talk about now.
1: So, this movie has one really big racial stereotype, and it stayed, it's strayed away from being kind of awful until then.
2: I, yeah. All right. You know, and, I, 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 I will say this. I will say this much in the movie's defense. I will say this much. The guy who ran the place, not a stereotype. No, but he's, we're, the- of course, we're talking about the Chinese restaurant with the rah, 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 rah. <laughs>
1: It still makes me laugh, but it doesn't mean I don't feel bad about no, it. No, I
2: laugh now because it's so completely inappropriate. Like, that's what's funny about it at this point is is like, Jesus Christ, it's so wrong. It's, it's yeah. fucking hilarious. But no, it's completely wrong and <laughs> it's completely wrong and racist. Like I, I dare, I I I dare somebody to fucking
1: all. remake this movie exactly as it is <laughs> right now. Shot for shot <laughs> and keep that seat in it. You have to keep that scene. Oh my god! I wonder what the musicals like.
2: I wonder if they. I wonder if they have
1: that in the musical. I don't want to watch it. I don't really want to watch. But at it the either. same time, I'm also kind of. I hate
2: mus. I hate musicals. I. I actually w- the lady I'm dating with, <laughs> which is so fucking awkward to say. The lady who I am seeing and I had the musical conversation uh, last week. Oh, how'd this go? And I was just like, yeah, I don't. Really like musicals, and she was. I'm leaving. I think she started having second thoughts about the whole relationship at that point.
1: She says, "I'm leaving," and now she's just a figment of your imagination, and you can't let go. <laughs> no, no. So I'm, you, you know <laughs> I'm going to see her tonight. I swear. You talk like she still exists. She's gone, man. Gone.
2: The, he, the scary part is there is a part of me that is terrified that you're absolutely
1: right. Oh, I have that fucking thought all the time. Yeah. I'm like this is all just a dream. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to fucking be in a padded cell. Like she sent, she sent crazy. she
2: sent me a picture this week. She she said that she was going to she, she was going to start a new a new tradition because I begged her to <laughs> called PFF, PFF photo which is photo Fridays. Um <laughs> don't ask me why it's there's two Fs. I don't know why there's two Fs. But it's it's funny because it's pff, <laughs> Which is I think is, is about how she feels about taking selfies. But she said mm-hmm. every Friday she would send me one selfie because I think she's beautiful and I want to see her beautiful face.
1: You're breaking her down again. And so
2: she, and so she sent me she sent me a selfie on Friday and like every time I look at it, I'm just giddy. Like my heart just gets warm and I get so happy and I'm terrified that if I take my phone out and show it to you, you're going to see something else completely on the background. You're like, whatever the background I have set on my phone is not going to be her. You're, it's going to be some weird picture of something that is completely unrelated. You're Jesus gonna like, Christ. You're going to be like, okay, yeah, no, she's really pretty, dude. That's
1: cool. Yeah. Uh, you want to leave now? But in reality, she's not <laughs> there. It's just a fucking, it's a, it's a scarecrow that you made yourself. Exactly.
2: Yeah. That, yeah, there, there's definitely a part of me that's, that's terrifying. Of that,
1: you made it out of old laser discs that you don't like. No such thing.
2: <laughs> no such thing.
1: Speaking of breaking people down and abusing <laughs> and, and abuse and stuff, so there's more more stuff that we couldn't get away with these days. The, the, the soap thing, like I don't give a shit if my kids swear. I don't give a fuck. I'm like just. Don't do it at your friend's house unless their parents say it's okay. I don't, get, well, I don't it, give a shit otherwise. In 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 in
2: in the forties, mom and yeah. the old man's defense, <laughs> I will say that you know it's it's a so it's a social thing, and nowadays societal structure is such that you can have alternatives like that, and they're more accepted. Whereas back then, you know, like alternative lifestyles and stuff were not very tolerated.
1: Do you think all those people dancing in the parade were straight?
2: no not at all but the, <laughs> but the ones but the ones who weren't straight had to keep it on the down low cuz if they didn't society would just their 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 local society would turn against them which i mean a lot of, a lot of people had to suffer for things to get to where they are now and and we and we t- kind of tend to forget that and that's not in any way to justify to justify the mistreatment of people but at, but it is it is to say that change happens a lot slower than i think we'd like to think nowadays nowadays everybody wants instantaneous change and if they don't get it they get outraged and that, you know, you forget that the the civil rights movement by itself and the civil rights movement was like, if you think about it in context now, it's such a not radical idea. Black people are, should be treated equally to white people. That's not, that's not a radical idea, but it was such a radical idea that it took decades, centuries, really. I mean, if you think about it in the broader sense, but let's just say beginning with the, you know, what a lot of people consider like the civil rights movement. It took a long time for that change to happen and a lot of violence and a lot of people really getting people getting murdered, people getting hurt to change that. And same thing with same thing with gay rights. I mean, I mean, I know it's not, um, I'm not sure if I've said this on the podcast before or not, but hands down, and and, and I know that this is, this may or may not be a controversial idea. I don't know. I haven't spoken to any gay people about it, but <laughs> there is no question in my mind that the only reason gay rights made, have made the leaps that they have is because of the Westboro Baptist Church. If it wasn't for the Westboro Baptist Church being there pointing out how truly heinously we treat gay people, then casual homophobia would still be totally socially acceptable. It, we are getting to a point where casual... Casual homophobia is unacceptable. And that's a great thing. That's exactly how it should be. But, you know, we had to have a bad guy like the Westboro Baptist Church in order to enact that kind of change. Because if that hadn't happened, we'd still be seeing a struggle for gay rights. And they've been this struggle has been going on since, you know, I mean, actively since the 70s or 60s, maybe what was I getting at what was
0: I, what the? I don't fuck remember
1: was what the, the fuck we were even talking about I was, I was gonna bring up soap in the mouth and like oh yeah yeah
2: <laughs> so well anyway I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say what I'm trying to say is is that as uncool as uncool as that kind of treatment of a kid is you also have to take into consideration that societal factors are are a thing and even though I don't know th- this kind of brings up and brings up something that I was thinking about while watching while watching uh, Overlord which is a movie I did like although I think I I said last week I wasn't super stoked on it but I did enjoy it i think it was a good movie but as i was watching it i mean right away it opens up with the leader of this outfit is a black guy and it's a it's a sort of integrated outfit you you know he's dead and i'm kind of like i'm kind (laughs) of like well was that even a thing during world war ii i'm pretty sure it was fairly rigidly segregated for the most part during world war ii wasn't it i mean
1: i would think so probably yeah
2: and then I started thinking, I started thinking, well, I mean, on one hand, I do like in sort of the Tarantino-esque idea, spoiler alert, by the way, uh, uh, for *Inglorious Bastards, if, if you haven't seen it, I'm about to spoil it, uh, where you rewrite the history of something in order to sort of overcome it right like like that's what tarantino said about why they killed hitler in inglorious bastards is he wanted hitler to be defeated by cinema right so in that sense I, I i think it could be a good thing you know to rewrite history and make it so that yeah blacks were treated equally you know the captain america thing where they had a japanese guy who was born in the united states in their outfit like, you know, I mean, the realist in me is like, yeah, that guy would have been in an internment camp. You know, that's okay. the pragmatic side. But at the same time, I, I go. But, but what they're doing is trying to make it inclusive so to trying to make Captain America inclusive from the beginning, which is rewriting history. But then the question is, is rewriting history always a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know whether that's more detrimental to. To the struggle for civil rights, or whether it's it's beneficial to the struggle of civil rights to say, look, we're we're going to paint this idealized world rather than show the world, you know, rather rather than leave the world as it was. I don't know, is that better or worse for the for the struggle of equality and the struggle of civil rights? I, I it's a genuine question, and and I think the I think it could probably only be answered on an individual level. I don't I don't think you could really make a generalized statement about that one way or the other. But it, it is something that I struggle with when I watch all these Marvel movies and shit. <laughs> (laughs) like that where everything's this you know rainbow coalition of of good guys and 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 part of me wants to celebrate that and another part of me wants to go, isn't that disrespectful to all the people who were in Japanese internment camps to pretend like we never did that to them? Isn't that disrespectful to the black people who had to face segregation and, and oppression to pretend like that didn't happen, you know? So I don't know, I, I don't know. And it raises the question, It would it be better to show idealized parents who treat kids in better ways and don't do things that would nowadays be considered socially unacceptable? Is it better to portray that or to portray reality as it was because there's a part of me as i i mean i'm a writer i don't know what's better i like part of me wants to craft worlds in my imagination where the world can be as it should be instead of as it was you know where, where i can make the world a better place and and paint this beautiful reality that shows what we could aspire to rather than rather than the ugliness of what we've had to go through but then is that disrespectful to the people who had to suffer because of what we've had to go through and the people who died and the people who struggled to get us to the point where we are is that disrespectful to their memory i don't know
1: i think that we have white penises and chubby bellies that we're not allowed to have an opinion
2: i was praying you were going to put a dick joke in there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> praying because so we gotta lighten this shit gotta, back up gotta we break up gotta lighten somehow. this back up again let's, jesus man i got so fucking heavy there
1: let's lighten it up with some heavy child abuse when she calls Yay. and you, you hear the fucking kids screaming over the phone and yep. he, you never see that character again
2: and meanwhile schwartz is at home like what happened
1: what is this about what did i do and he'll be talking to his therapist later <laughs> holy shit
2: and then Schwartz grows up to beat his own kids
1: for nothing for doing
2: exactly for doing the same thing he did, which is just copy his <laughs> language, copy his copy their dad's language.
1: Yeah, where do you think I learned to swear? Yeah,
2: I learned to swear from I learned to swear from my mom and I from ha- my grandma I, and grandpa. And I from, didn't have a dad from from all the from all the boyfriends that my mom brought through the house over the years. <laughs> I remember, I remember she had a boyfriend, and the boyfriend the boyfriend never 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 taught me any bad words, but he had a buddy who he would hang out with with me all the time. And this dude would tell me the dirtiest fucking jokes. Just, oh, he loved limericks, you know, ev- and anything about a man from Nantucket sucking it. And he, he loved he loved dirty jokes. And I was like 11, and he loved telling me just nasty, I mean, some fucking nasty jokes.
1: Impressionable preteens. You yeah. not tell them things. You just keep your fucking mouth shut when they're around. <laughs> Holy shit. can only imagine.
2: And you know, there's a part of me that wants to grow up to be that guy to get to the point where I, (laughs) yeah, I know I said, grow up and I just said, I'm turning 40. So just fuck you. All right. I'm still, I'm in a state of arrested development, but there's a part of me that wants to give so few fucks that I'm, that I become that uncle. You know, I'm already there. It's dude. just like, I'm hey sure. man, I'll tell you a funny. You know, like I'm I'm five rum and eggnogs deep at Christmas, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'll tell you a story. Come here, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny funny joke. You want to hear a funny joke?
1: And then you just fucking blueballed the entire audience by not telling a joke right now. Why? Who
2: who 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 are these socially desperate people who keep jokes lined up in their back pocket to tell on a moment's notice? I want to know who these people are you- who have that kind of memory.
1: All, all I know is that I'm already that kind of uncle because I know Rowdy's like fucking thirteen. But now
2: he's the one who's our who, who who's who's listening in right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Rowdy.
1: Lucky guy. It'll get worse before it gets better, and then it won't get better at all.
2: Shout out to Rowdy.
1: That's what life is. You ever seen Full Metal Jacket? Your entire <laughs> life is like that. <laughs>
2: holy shit rowdy don't kill yourself dude don't don't do it don't do it
1: i wasn't talking about that part i was talking about the hooker part (laughs) or that (laughs) that whole fucking movie oh my god you need to stop telling weird people that you love them long time sir (laughs) he's never seen that movie he doesn't know what the fuck i'm talking about I remember
2: the first time I, I remember the first time I watched that and I was like, "Oh, so that's where the sample in me so horny comes from."
1: Yeah, me too actually, but I was in my I was in my late 20s when I saw it for the first time. I was in my early 20s. So yeah, and then I'm like, "Oh, well that makes sense." <laughs> this movie's hard to watch. Actually, I might have been 19 when I first saw that. And you know the first half of the movie is really good, and then it turns into a war movie. Yeah. Yep. It's all right.
2: <laughs> I think my brother was like twelve the first time he saw that. Jesus. It was way too much.
1: We we grew up on some weird shit. I can. Little
2: Mary Jane rotten
1: crotch. <laughs> Something about a Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, well, bringing it around to A Christmas Story, that scene, where he's, that scene where he's beating up Scott Farkas, I don't know about you, but that was like a revelation moment to me as a kid when I first saw that. Because that, I know there are a lot of storytellers who have tackled that subject, the idea of, of turning or, turning it around on a bully and, and how that's yeah. possible. But I remember when I was a kid, because when I was a kid, I got made fun of a lot, and I, I, I took a lot of shit from bullies. And I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, man, that could be me someday. Like I could, I could snap and lose my shit and kill sc- kill a Scott Farkas or beat the shit out of a Scott it's Farkas. It's not
1: Scott. It's Scut. S C U T. Which I just are learned. are you serious? That's
2: just, is that from the credits?
1: <laughs> I just learned today, and it was in the subtitles. I call I've called him Scott Farkas my entire life. It's uh, Scut. Oh, okay, Farkas. hang
2: on. We have the book here. I'm consulting the book.
1: I don't think he's in there. I don't remember what. That. I don't remember. I remember. It's been a long time. It's I'm, the- gonna,
2: I'm gonna. just check the. I'm gonna just check the. Uh.
1: Uh. The table of
2: contents. Zach Ward played Scut Farkas. Scut Farkas. Oh my <laughs> God. I would. I would never have. I would never have guessed that in a million years
1: sounds like another word for shit to me it's your scut i just stepped in your dog's scut
2: (laughs) okay all right you know uh one 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 thing i saw in the book though uh in the introduction it says in 1983 a low budget movie titled a christmas story and i thought was this movie shot on 16 millimeter because it kind of looks like it was shot on 16 millimeter
1: probably i don't fucking know i do want to listen to the commentary track though which i was going to do before we recorded but i didn't
2: i would have i would have done that too except uh i couldn't find my blu-ray so i had to find it online from a completely legitimate source but well, i do own the blu-ray i want to say that i
1: told you i had the dvd
2: in my I wanna car i want to say that i own it i just i couldn't i couldn't find it in in all my it's it, all my dvds and blu-rays are boxed up right now so i had to i had to see completely legitimate sources <laughs> online
1: i'm over here trying to use the fucking microphone as a goddamn pillow and shit it's not working <laughs> looks like i'm trying to you know b- you're making weird sounds doing that right it looks like i'm trying to blow it yeah,
2: okay, okay, maybe don't ever do that again, please. That was horrifying to watch.
1: Especially, especially through the mesh on the fucking thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, it kind of, that's that's got to have a weird texture on your lips too, like you're... That's what low-budget like Zordon down, looks like. Go, like going down on a woman while she's still wearing her panties.
1: This is, this is how they make Zordon with no money. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is what happens when, when you don't get any fucking sleep and you go to a goddamn ugly sweatshirt party and then have to go to work the next day. Have
2: you seen Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes, I have, and I That's thought of that too. the but, scene where Freddy's head comes out of the wall, yeah.
1: But, you know, Power Rangers got to. Got to throw one of those in there.
2: Do they actually do that in one of the seasons? No, no, because oh, just... that would be fantastic. That would act, that that would act, that could actually be really funny.
1: I fucking wish they they didn't do anything fun with Zordon. They they shot David Fielding once. And yeah, then like just for, just, yeah, like just for, had him for yeah. like
2: three minutes of footage, and then that just they just, just him, loop.
1: And they did it for what six years. <laughs> they used the same fucking thing and it's beautiful
2: it is it it, it is beautiful in its complete ridiculousness
1: yes it is and it has nothing to do with what the fuck we're talking about we're like a christmas story we're we're already at an hour and and this is just how this is just how we do things it's okay (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna blow through my notes here and oh oh you'll you'll like this i don't know if you know this okay this is who plays the dad what's his name
2: darren mcgavin okay also plays kolchak
1: the night stalker does he gross that's scary
2: you know you don't remember Kolchak? Nope. Oh, is this? It was this kind of cool uh, series. I don't know if it was like a TV series or something like that from the 60s or 70s. I think it was the 70s, and he plays uh, a reporter who's investig who investigates supernatural stories. Uh, oh, there it's a pretty good show. Interesting. You know, I, I mean, I mean, real low budget, and the special effects are kind of cheesy, but interesting stories, and Darren McGavin's great. I just. He's fantastic. He's
1: Billy Madison's dad.
2: Oh, that's right. Yes, <laughs> he is Billy Madison's dad.
1: But the first choice to play that character, you'll never fucking guess. I don't Billy Madison's dad? No, not Billy Madison. Or the dad, old man? The old man.
2: Was it Charles Croton?
1: It was Jack Nicholson. They were they, they were they were talking to Jack Nicholson. Really? And this was eighty three, so he had just kind of yeah. Really... He
2: what did he just do? Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest or something.
1: One one of those movies that made him the fucking, Shining, maybe fucking Jack Nicholson. You know, not just the guy who was in Little Shop of Horrors for two minutes.
2: No, he he he'd done. He I mean, he did Easy Rider in the seventies, and then uh, I think he did. Did he? do an adaptation of catch 22 i feel like he did that
1: i didn't even know they made that into a movie if that was a thing
2: i'm pretty sure they did or i might be thinking of something else but how fucking oh, weird no maybe i'm thinking of that movie the last detail uh, and that was nicholson he played a sailor
1: but think think of how fucking weird this movie would have been if jack nicholson was the dad think of the fucking <laughs> crazy <laughs>
2: think of watching this is a companion piece to the shiny
1: oh <laughs> Because I think The shiny came
2: out in 84 or something, or 80... Yeah, I think it came out in 80... No, it might have come out in 82.
1: Yeah, I think it was earlier 80s.
2: Yeah, it might have been 82. Because if The shiny came out in 82 and then this came out in 83 with Nicholson as... <laughs> Well, I, as the dad,
1: I thought it. I thought it was eighty one, but I. I but that was the Shinobi Ninja, The Shining, nineteen eighty. Holy shit! Oh wow, yeah, yeah, so three years. So he was. He so was already. No, he was
2: established at that point. Yeah, then, and
1: that which took, is probably why yeah. they couldn't get. Yeah, him. Bob Clark is like, we don't have the fucking budget for him, yeah. so we're not gonna get him. But that would have been so fucking weird. <laughs> oh It
2: would have really changed the dynamic of the movie. Not that <laughs> not that Nicholson's not a great actor and couldn't have pulled it off, but it, it, there's just so much baggage that comes along with being Jack Nicholson.
1: Could, yeah, could he have pulled it off? The like it would, i don't think it, it, i don't it would think be
2: different i don't think like if i stepped into a parallel universe and watched it i don't think i could ever enjoy it quite as much as this one
1: yeah. it's another one of those movies that's kind of perfectly cast and you don't want to see anybody yeah. else play these fucking characters you know
2: what else you know what else i'll say about the about speaking of these characters and the perfect casting the mom gets hotter every year to me <laughs> when, when i was yep. a kid i thought just you know, mom, like that's all I thought. Like she's mom, she's a mom. She doesn't look anything like my mom, but you know, like she, she's perfectly cast as a mom. Uh-huh. And then, as and then, you know, like I hit my teenage years and suddenly I'm looking at every woman in a movie I watch, you, you know, like gauging her sexuality. And, um, <laughs> cause I'm, a, you know, I'm biology, man. Like it's a son of a bitch. And I, and I look at her and I'm just like, nope, no interest there. You know, like, like, like there's nothing. She just has no sexuality to me in, in my teenage years. But now, now that I'm pushing 40, I was looking at thinking yeah I'd bang the shit out of her
1: she, she was born in 1939 man jesus so
2: in this movie she was um she was in her 40s yeah
1: yeah wow well, she's still alive She was kind of fucking crazy old so
2: she's like in her 70s now yeah yeah
1: but you know and i wasn't gonna bring it up but since you brought up i think miss shields is kind of hot in a weird the way teacher yeah
2: yeah i could see that yeah. i could see that
1: and it kind of it bugs me but I'm like, <laughs> all right i'll take it <laughs>
2: There's two women in the movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's all we got. Pretty much. Well, I mean, aside from the elf.
1: And she was just terrifying. Do you
2: think it's... I, I have to wonder if that was a conscious decision on Bob Clark's part. It must have been. <laughs> to to cast those two people he did <laughs> as the elves because they look kind of like evil elves. Both of the the actor and the actresses, yeah. the actress who plays them, look kind of like evil elves.
1: They look like they're having way too much fun. <laughs> it's a little disturbing.
2: I like the way it shifts between Ralphie's perspective and reality during that scene. Like, you get Ralph Alfie's perspective and in it everything is heightened and every action is overly in every word is overly enunciated and then Santa's voice kind of drops they pitch shifted a little so he sounds like Satan and then <laughs> and then the elves are like this and then it cuts to that scene of the elf and you can and suddenly you see him in reality and it's like come on kid <laughs> like he's clearly so tired after he's been he's been in this fucking elf costume all day and you just immediately yes. empathize with him and as hard. an adult yeah. you, you don't get it as a kid but as an adult you, you're like oh oh man i feel that i feel that look you know so yeah part of me wonders if he did that on purpose or not or if it was just the result of slapping them into those costumes
1: when we actually get to the commentary track maybe maybe we'll we'll do an update in six months <laughs> yeah that'll out. happen that'll happen i forget things <laughs> i was so excited Dude, to have...
2: i can't remember what we podcasted about last week
1: yeah no i was really excited to get the blu-ray and i'm like oh commentary track and i just haven't yet and oh, we've really? Had it, we've had it for like two years.
2: Oh, 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 yeah. oh, okay, okay. You're saying, all right, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were saying, I thought you said didn't have it, not we haven't.
1: Oh, no, no, we have. I had I had like two copies of the DVD because I'm a fucking monster. I
2: have bought this movie probably three <laughs> times. I think I bought it, yeah, I bought it on VHS and then I bought it on DVD and then I bought it on Blu-ray when the Blu-ray came
1: out. But when I was living at home, I never had to buy it because we had cable and it was on 24 hours on Christmas Eve and I caught it at least once.
2: Oh, even when we, even, even when we, even, when I had cable, I still own. I still owned a copy. It's it's, it's, just, it's my second favorite Christmas movie.
1: Speaking of that, and I'm I don't know this this will probably be the last time I watch it this year because I'm because because of all those fucking times that I just had it playing on TBS or TNT all fucking night long.
2: I pitched. I, I actually <laughs> pitched to my lady. I I said to her, you know, because I'm kind of I'm kind of trying to trying to warm my way into her life like a creep. I was like, hey, you know, what would you think if? after school lets out, if I came over and you and me and your daughter, like I, this isn't going to get weird. (laughs) Are
0: you sure? Okay.
2: Like I want to, I want to clarify to the listening audience that you gave me a fucking weird look. Like I was about to say something (laughs) creepy and that's why I had to say that. Like, because you gave me this look, like it was very accusatory. I feel very accused. And what I was going to say is if, is if me and her and her daughter, cause I kind of, you know, like I like I I like doing domestic things with her and we don't do them very often. Uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, "Hey, why don't we? Why don't we just spend Saturday morning together and just have breakfast and be normal?" You know, and it was and it was really cool, and I liked it. And so I said to her, "I said, well, when school lets out, what if I came over?" you know, like one evening that week and I brought over a Christmas movie and I could get us a pizza and we could just like watch a Christmas movie together, me and you and and the kiddo and just kind of, you know, like be a little domestic for an evening and see how we like it, you know, like doesn't have to, doesn't have to mean anything. So she said she liked the idea. She said she was down for it. So I may end up watching it again. I don't know. You know, like that'll depend on what I, I told her. She could pick any Christmas movie she, you know, or her daughter could, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't care. And I have a, I have a large selection. Of them.
1: Tell her to just pick Lethal Weapon and tell them to deal with it.
2: <laughs> my understanding <laughs> is, uh, my understanding is her daughter's not into that kind of those kind of movies. Well,
1: her daughter can. Oh,
2: no, nope. no, 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 nope. Nope. I was gonna. I'm I, putting my foot down on that one. I
1: was gonna cleverly, uh, uh, flip it to. Something nice, but I can't okay. Think of yeah, nice,
2: so. well, yeah. Keep it nice. She can fucking. You can, you can say whatever you want about me, but leave. Uh, leave oh, and I will. One. I know. I, I know, will. You know, I know. I trust you. Except, I trust you. To, I trust you to be a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> except, I'm really tired, and my my brain is gone at this point
2: oh you have to be tired for that i i do that that's oh. my that's my daily life
1: see we chose to start recording at eight because it works better because nobody has to leave the house and everybody just everybody's in bed or sitting down and it's convenient
2: for me too because I, I i i've dropped my kids off by then so
1: but then i get here and i'm like huh there's a bed upstairs be kinda wanna <laughs> Cause this job is really hard, by the way. Get to watch a movie and talk about it, and not get paid for it. By the way, yeah, it sucks. So the I, shit we do
2: for you people, <laughs> jeez, not you people.
1: I mean, you listeners, racist. I said not you people.
2: <laughs> all right, everybody.
1: Christmas story. Christmas right, story. Bring stuff.
2: the do we... bring the notes, man. Come on, you got the notes. I I forgot mine, so I can't I can't keep us on track here.
1: See again, it's all nitpicky, nitpicky weird stuff. Well, uh,
2: throw some nitpicky weird stuff out, or or let's after... wrap it up because I I. I... <laughs> just wandering at this okay,
1: point. Okay, one more one more thing that bugged me about the movie. After after Ralphie had the fight and he's sitting there and she, she his mom puts mashed potatoes and meatloaf on his fucking plate. Why the fuck does Ralphie try to cut the mashed potatoes with his knife? Did you fucking see that?
0: No,
2: I I was not paying that close of attention, I guess.
1: That has bugged me for years. Why the <laughs> fuck is he, he has like I can see with the meatloaf, but at the same time, meatloaf doesn't really need a knife either. Why do you have a knife? That's true. Why do you have a knife? All these foods are really soft. Also, where's the fucking red cabbage? I, I
2: will I will, <laughs> say, I will say this. I will say this in the filmmaker's defense in the 50s. Manners were kind of a thing in... Having a knife was just kind of one of the, like manners, a lot of manners, the kind of manners my grandparents and stuff would try and instill in me didn't have a lot to do with common sense. And when challenged, (laughs) the recourse was always because I said so.
1: Hey, I use that one a lot now.
2: Oh, I I use it I use it all the time.
1: Then Rachel's like, "But you do that and you tell them not to." I'm like, "I also said do as I say, not as I do." And also, <laughs> go fuck yourself. I'm a firm That's be- just my mantra. I'm a firm house.
2: believer in the double standard when it <laughs> when it, whenever whenever my kids bring up some shit like that, I'm always like, "Yeah, well, when you start paying your fucking rent, then you can have a say in that kind of stuff and you can act you can act like I do. Until then, shut the fuck up. You're the kid."
1: Would have been like, "Fuck you, mom! I'm just using my fork." Because that's how, how I talk to shit? my kids. Yeah, well, they deserve it. Fuck kids. Not, not your kids specifically, but just tell kids my, in I general. I tell my kids, "Fuck you." <laughs> and you wonder why I'm a good dad. Yeah, like I said, hopefully they'll throw it back to you one day.
2: Oh, right? they, they, they do. <laughs> my daughter actually lost her swearing privileges recently. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah no she like um she's 16 and and, and honestly i don't care my, my son's 12 and if he wanted to swear i'd be fine with it
1: if the worst thing they do is swear you're probably but here okay. but
2: here's the thing here's the thing like the the rules i give them are look you can swear around me because it doesn't bother me i i'm fine with swearing i i love swear words they're some of my favorite words so yeah you can swear around me all you want but it's a matter of respect So when you're around someone else, you need to show them courtesy and respect. And if they don't like swearing, you need to restrain yourself. If you can do that, you can say whatever the fuck you want. I don't (laughs) care. But if you can't do that, then we're going to have a problem. Like if you go over to your grandma and grandpa's, my parents are fairly fairly conservative Christians and they definitely don't like to swear a lot and they don't like to listen to swearing a lot and they they'll you know occasionally occasionally pop one out but it's very rare it usually and usually comes in a moment of 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 heated anger or or despair or something like that but you know I I told her I was like look if you go over to your grandma grandpas and and drop an f-bomb we're gonna have a problem because that's disrespectful to them so if you yeah if you can if you can maintain your respect level while swearing in private and with your friends and with me and stuff then that's fine and then I get a call from her mom You know, and her mom's like, she's, she says, fuck all the time. Every third word is fuck. I hate it. And I was like, all right, you know what? Just because I didn't say your mom doesn't mean that I wasn't referring to your mom. If your mom doesn't like it when you swear that then as a matter of respect, you need to not swear around her. And if you, and you obviously can't do that. So you lost your privileges. So now when she, now she'll be in the kitchen, like singing to Eminem and I'll be like, Hey, watch your language. And then, and then, and then even when she's
1: just singing along. Yeah.
2: And then I get, sorry. And then she'll start bleeping herself. Like she she sound like a radio edit.
1: (laughs) I don't like that kid. (laughs) I don't even know her. (laughs) She just sounds obnoxious now, but she's 16, so she's supposed to be. Yeah,
2: she's 16. Obnoxious is part and parcel of the whole thing.
1: God said, all right, they're going to be cute when they're here, and then they're going to stop being cute like a month after after they start being cute, and then they're never going to be cute again, and you're never going to like them until they leave the house.
2: I I actually do like my kids. Even my daughter who actually actually I was a kind of especially my daughter because she's a little she's a little shit starter. I I like that. I like that she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't conform to the norm.
1: Hey, that's a good thing. I'm I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. I like her a little bit more now.
2: Yeah, I'm a I am i am actually in a very fortunate position in that my kids don't annoy the shit out of me.
1: Isn't that fucking beautiful?
2: Most people's kids annoy the shit out of me.
1: I know I know that feeling. Yeah.
2: Your kid your kids don't annoy the shit They're- out of me. That, that, that's, actually, yeah, but, uh, but at the same time, I don't have to live with them, so that's true. That well, might be part of it.
1: They get there, but at the same time, they're funny as fuck, and they just—they are you pretty.
2: Know. You, yeah, they're they're pretty funny.
1: Like Lydia, just I'm watching her today. I'm like, she, when I first met her, she had like no personality because no nobody knew it was wrong. She wasn't on medication or anything. Yeah. was like she's just kind of bitter, and she laughed every once in a while, but it wasn't fun. She is the weirdest fucking person on the planet. She is so weird. But it's funny as shit. And yeah, she I love watching her just do stuff. It's the, hilarious. The
2: limited interactions I've had with her, she's a pretty funny
1: kid. She's like walking backwards. And weird. Backwards, yeah. Definitely yeah. weird. Making her faces and like doo doo and just making weird noises while she's walking backwards <laughs> on her heels. I'm like, what is fucking happening? You are such a fucking weirdo.
2: I love the kind of weirdness. <laughs> I love I I I I mean it as annoying as I find kids in general, and I do, I love the kind of weirdness that you get only from kids. Cause there's a level of weirdness you can only get from kids, you know, because kids just don't think like kids just don't think like grownups do. And it's great. Like when it's great, it's so great. And most of the time it's annoying, but when it's great, man, it's, it's really awesome. <laughs> yeah. I remember a few years ago I was hanging out. I was hanging out with, my family, we were we were like at a beach. It was during the summer. And my youngest, he was, you know, this is some years ago. So I think he was maybe five. So this is like seven years ago, I guess. And he was, he was standing on the beach and he was just picking up rocks and chucking them into the water. You know, like kids always do that. But he was having such a good time just picking rocks up and throwing them as far as he could into the water. I was like, God damn, I wish I could be that excited about anything.
1: I say that all the fucking time because... They're so excited about nothing and I'm just not excited about anything.
2: Yeah, man. Like <laughs> like fucking, I just I just started playing a, a a new video game and I got some new movies and stuff. The ones I've been wanting for a long time. And I sit down to them and I'm just like, This is like this is this is nothing. It's this fine. is this is just okay. Yep. I, like, I should be super excited about this and it's just okay. And meanwhile, you know, y- there's a five-year-old somewhere throwing a rock into, into the water and just losing his shit about how awesome it is to do that. I am so jealous of that kid.
1: Which we can kind of circle around back into Christmas Story and all he wanted was his fucking BB gun. All he BB wanted was that BB gun. And it made his day. It made his life until he shot himself in the face. That is the kind of <laughs>
2: weird, that is the weird switcheroo of this movie is everybody's like, you'll shoot your art. Right. And then he fucking does it and and it's never addressed at no point does I he know, learn anything from this at nope. no point does anyone learn anything from that happening it's just a funny thing that happens <laughs> he did <laughs> shoot himself in the face isn't
1: that funny and rachel when he when he's uh, did the icicle thing she's like liar liar pants on fire and i'm like i would be okay with him setting on catching fire right now <laughs> just he, he's not even one of those shitty kids that i want to see die but you know, every Christmas movie could use somebody getting lit on fire.
2: Well, yeah, there's, yeah, can't really argue with that one. <laughs> there's always some, but there's always somebody in a movie who could, who, who you're kind of okay with. Around Halloween time, it was what was his name? thurman Merman. Or... thurman Merman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never seen bad. No, I have seen bad sand. I just don't remember it.
1: Yeah, you don't need to. It's fine. But that's a good. That's a good note to end on. Set of <laughs> setting children on fire. Set children. I think set, that's just just holiday movies. Just set one kid on fire. I know. I have kind of talked about that a lot over the past couple months. Have I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick. It's okay. You have any final thoughts? On A Christmas Story.
2: My final thoughts on A Christmas Story. I mean, you know, what What can I say that I haven't said already or that hasn't been said a hundred times already? It's a fucking classic. It's my second favorite Christmas movie. And I, God, I love Darren McGavin every more every time I see this movie. There's a lot of nuance to the performances.
1: There really is. And I was, I was trying to think of stuff the whole time. I'm like, well, everybody's talked about this fucking movie and I literally have nothing new to add to it. <laughs> It's a it's a fucking classic. Everybody needs to see it. Watch it once. Watch it once every year. It's fine. Yeah, you could
2: do. You know? Yeah, you could do worse than going once a year on yeah. Christmas story.
1: And that that's what I do.
2: I got to do it. I do it at least once a year.
1: And we don't have cable, so I just pop in the Blu-ray, and I'm I'm good. I'm good to go. Yeah.
2: No, this one's de- this one th- this one's just a sound investment because you're gonna watch it. Oh, yeah. If you buy it, you'll watch it. You'll like, honestly, you'll watch it so much. It's like they're paying you to take it.
1: And you'll decide that the parents are absolutely right. And the kids are just little assholes. And they they don't deserve any of the presents they get anyways.
2: And it is so worth watching the movie without commercials.
1: Agreed. And I was just kidding about the kids are worthless and pieces of shit thing. No,
2: no, no, that's true. That's true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But then one of the kids grew up I don't have any water
2: in my cup and I keep bringing it to my lips.
1: One of the kids grew up to be richer than we are. So it's fine. Probably more than one of them. Well, that's oh, oh, true.
2: we we never mentioned the whole thing about uh, Scut Farkas' little toady doing porno.
1: Okay, I didn't know anything about him. What?
2: Yeah, the little the little guy. He grew up. Uh, he did a he did at least one, uh, maybe multiple pornos.
1: Do you know what it was called? No, I'm too I lazy don't. to look up to lift up my phone and fucking look. I now. Have, I have no idea.
2: And he hasn't aged well. I'll say <laughs> that too.
1: Everybody ends up doing porn at some point. Ed Ed Wood died doing porn. So
2: that's true well i mean you can't really call that porn what he was doing it was like burlesque you know it was like there were tits involved but that's it porn for the 60s it was it was was very pg by today's standards pg boobies they're the best boobies
1: i'm out not really i'm not really out
2: i remember the first time i saw barbarella (laughs) on cable and it was like the following movie has been rated pg i was like oh well this should be fine for me and it's nothing but sex and tits Tits everywhere fucking awesome
1: the rating system doesn't make any sense
2: well, it was made before Indiana well.
1: Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones fucking ruined everything. <laughs> we'll talk about that shit another time, though. But, so I, for, I forgot to pull it up, and I don't want to wait. I was going to play an NSYNC New Year's song, but I forgot. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Why? What, because, what is it with you and NSYNC? Because that's the only Christmas album I actually know, because I oh, had it when I was God. a kid. Oh, God.
2: That is fucking tragic. Yeah. <laughs> Get some Bing Crosby in here or something.
1: And sync doing covers of Bing Crosby songs.
2: Ah. Uh, hey Andrew, if people <laughs> want to follow us on social media or contact us, where can they go?
1: They can go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the Shark Pod.
2: And if they want to support the show,
1: they can go to Patreon.com/slash Sharks Across Hollywood. Boy,
2: I sure hope someone goes there this Christmas so that I don't kill myself. <laughs> that's 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 a joke. That I'm not going to kill myself.
1: We're both very happy, well-adjusted individuals. <laughs> So I, just, I don't want any I
2: don't <laughs> want people I don't want people writing to at the shark pod like
1: don't kill yourself or do know, right? or worse do kill yourself do it you know that book don't jump I write one for you just jump oh, <laughs> what wait, message oh. would you
2: have for people in the new year
1: Stay awesome everybody.
0: Happy New Year!